side hustle when he was running to be president of the United States. This is what happens, Dave, when Shroud switches over to Fortnite. Shroud, that, that, yeah, Jacob, you want Hunter, yeah, Jacob, you, yeah, Jacob, Dave. I wanna be Winston, I wanna be Winston, I wanna be Winston, I wanna be Winston. Welcome to the Winner Winner PUBG Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Arjuna. Hey, I'm Robin. And yes, we are coming to you tonight with what is the final episode of this show in its original incarnation. So thank you guys for joining us once more for this, the final episode. You know, just, just so you know, this may not be the end of Winner Winner content as we know it, but it is definitely going to be the final show that Robin and I do, uh, you know, kind of in the way that we've been used to. Mm -hmm. So maybe maybe it is the end as we know it, but it's not the end of everything forever. No. And always. No. <laughs> there's, gonna, there's other people making stuff, and who knows? Maybe we'll come back for some cameos. <laughs> right? Maybe we yeah. just won't be able to stay away. Wouldn't it be hilarious if, like, in a month we were just like, I want you back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wouldn't be the first time in my life. True fact. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, but what we're bringing you tonight is, we're basically, we've just put together a little kind of sunset closing show, as it were. A little retrospective, lined up a couple of questions for Robin and I to answer about the podcast, just some of our reflections on it. And we've got some listener input as well that we're going to read on the show so thanks to everyone who wrote in for that and then we'll just do we'll touch on a few points about where to go from here as far as PUBG content and robin and my content spoiler alert we are going to continue making content just not focused on PUBG. Mm -hmm. so yeah that's that's pretty much what we're looking forward to today yeah i was i was daydreaming about what we're planning on recently and I was thinking, hmm, you know, I bet we could do like a gaming themed show every now and then. <laughs> oh yeah, easily. If you keep gaming anyway. Me mm -hmm. maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I plan to. I mean Yeah. Yeah, I've actually got it's interesting. I've I've got another gaming content creation scheme that I'm kind of thinking about and working on a little bit now. Mm. Um, which I may announce really? at some point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to, I have mentioned it to you in the past, Robin, but uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to keep it under wraps. Is this bro. your VR sex doll idea? Well, that was a different idea. Oh, you know, okay. I'm an enterprising dude. I have a lot of ideas. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, stay tuned, people. Just stay, stay subscribed to this feed and learn more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, let, let's get into it, man. All right. Let, let's just kick it off with our first point here. So, yep. Well, hold on. Yeah. So, this is like us, you know, whenever I um, get dumped by a girl, I always have her fill out this survey. <laughs> An exit survey. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know what's funny? I went to like a, 
I, I actually took a first date to like this dating workshop, which was an mm -hmm. interesting place to take a first date, but I, I thought it kind of set up the thing. Wait, to a what? Would you take her to? It was like this, uh, it was like this kind of dating seminar that one of my friends was putting on. Wow. And she just, it, it was a really cool seminar. She just kind of went over like a lot of the just good do's and don'ts of dating people. And one of the final points that they made was that you should actually end your relationships with like an exit interview, which just seemed like, I, I don't know. I, I actually don't know if I could just sit down and do that, you know, with someone I'd just broken up with or someone who just dumped me. Yeah, I know? think it depends. Some relationships you can do that with and others you don't want to see them ever again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. But yeah. the, the good news is that this is an amicable breakup, so hence we're doing an exit interview. Mm -hmm. It's like, so when did you realize you didn't want to be with me anymore? It's like, well, <laughs> when when the the uh, kitchen knife came through the bathroom door, I think was the time. <laughs> that was the moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. That's better than. Well, two weeks in, I kind of started having second thoughts, and then six months later, I finally yeah. asked you. <laughs> The far more common answer in uh, a lot of relationships. So anyway, all right, let's let's kick it off with this first thing. So the first thing we wanted to just go over was Robin and my eagle's eye advice on how to play PUBG. We have both thrown mm. in like one that are juiciest of juicy bullet points to give to like a player just coming to PUBG. So mm -hmm. Robin, why don't you kick it off? Okay. This is one that has been on my mind a lot for the last month, and it's really simple. And we've talked about it a lot in the show, so it's probably not going to be a surprise to anyone. But I, it's something I've thought about when I see uh, friends of mine who used to play the game come back to it. I'm thinking of Alex in particular. <laughs> uh, no, and Tim. And Tim. Just people who like used to play it kind of a lot, and they've played some other games, and they come back to PUBG, and they kind of flounder. And they're still like these people are good at shooters. So there's there's something about PUBG that's a little different. And I think p part of it is the distance of the battles. But the way to, to kind of mitigate and to play it well is to seek and utilize cover, and to utilize that cover to the maximum. And meaning small peaks, timely peaks, short peaks. Um, that's like my I think. Most people would be more successful if they really focused on that um, and kind of countered their sense of eagerness for the kill with, with that sense of protection and, and valuing that protection. So that's, that's my main bit on that. Mm, I dig that. It, it also kind of reminds me of what we were talking about on one of our previous recent shows about how like a tree isn't really cover, right? Right. So it'll do you in a pinch, but it's really not not what you want to prioritize. You don't want to go find a tree on the other side of the map. <laughs> like you want to find the house or the shit shack or the rock, anything. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like selecting cover that's actually going to be effective as cover. <laughs> it's a, it's mm -hmm. a good point as well. Mm -hmm. You know, bushes. It's funny. I still in like one in a hundred games, I'll still like convince myself that a bush is cover. Mm, 
Man, I got killed by a bush camper the just like yesterday. So yeah, mm-hmm. but for me, it's 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 not even like camping. It's like I'm in a firefight and I see a bush and I'm like, oh, I can hide behind that, and then I just remember that no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I've done that before. All right, how about you? What's your yeah? So my big thing that I keep coming back to is like just the matter of all matter advice for me for this game i think what makes mm-hmm. this game different than other shooters i've played is that you need to stay focused on what's next mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's just like my mantra is what's next what's next mm-hmm. and of course you know this there's a lot of situations in PUBG where you have to be present to what's happening right now like when you drop when you first drop in the game, you probably have to spend upwards of five minutes being really focused on now. But pretty much for the rest of the game, you need to stay focused on what's next and also what might happen and also what needs to happen. So, mm-hmm. and just like as an example, Robin, you and I were playing last night, having like a little hoorah send off kind of a gaming session. Mm hmm. And there was just one of these classic PUBG scenarios where uh, I think you you had pulled up to this compound, Robin, and the rest of our team had breezed on by it, and we had a little oh that yeah we we had a little miscommunication, and so Robin basically heroically went in and got slaughtered, and the rest of us ran away. Mm-hmm. But but so what happened next though was that there were three of us up on this hill, and we were really focused on trying to pick off people coming into the circle. And we totally got third partied from behind. Mm-hmm. And it was just classic, classic mistake, dude. All three team members looking in one direction, no one looking anywhere else. And we mm-hmm. got owned, you know? Yeah. So just that, just encouraging people to not tunnel vision, encouraging people to remember that, you know, other cunning people play this game. And, right. you know, just, just remember, remember that people mm-hmm. are always hunting you. Remember that you need to, you know, anticipate that, things other than what you expect to happen might happen yeah that was just classic circle like edge of circle uh chaos <laughs> there were you guys were engaged with like three to two four parties of people yeah yeah <laughs> so. i know man crazy edge play man mm-hmm. let's move on to this next point here Next question is, who was your favorite guest? I'll kick this one off. My favorite guest were the two guest episodes that featured Dwayne. So, and you might have to explain. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know this term, or maybe I forgot it. But it's the celebrity mashup, uh, the celebrity couple name for Daniel and Benny. So. Mm-hmm. You may recall, if you've been listening to the show for a while, that I got a bad case of vertigo a while ago. And Robin basically had to line up two episodes. I also had a heavy workload, so I missed one due to work, and then the next one shortly after that due to vertigo. So Robin heroically pulled in Daniel and Benny for two episodes. And I just, I really enjoyed those episodes because it was like one of the only times on this show where I've just got to listen as a listener. Mm-hmm. and you know load up the show and just be excited like what are they going to talk about on winner winner this week mm-hmm. so i really love podcasts and i spend all week eagerly looking forward to the podcast that i listen to and so it was, that was fun for me to just step into that role what about you well i i think one that sticks out to me in terms of our guest 
um, was this was really the only one we had on the show who wasn't really part of the gaming community or part of our gaming community, and that was Fran Ramsden, the mm. uh, gaming coach for the was it Pittsburgh Knights? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that was cool. He definitely brought a different flavor to the show for that episode, and I was uh, I'm a little sad we didn't keep bringing in people from outside the gaming community and kind of getting guests or, or from our I should say outside of our Discord community. But um, but yeah, that was that was cool. I was proud of that. And then also I, I've got a second Dwayne Ben and Daniel, <laughs> really <laughs> fun to have. I think one of the shows I did with them I did from Minnesota too. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. So Man. I'm not sure how many they've done with us. It was at least two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. They were like regulars for a minute there. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a sweet romance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. All right. So moving on, Robin. Which episode are you most proud of? Um. Okay. Personally, I think what I'm most proud of, and which maybe hit, I think most the most chords inside of myself right like what really i connected to like if i i connect to PUBG and gaming and all of that but this was like the episode where i connected other dots of my life into the show and that was the show we call it something about i think it was robin's diatribe tribe or robin's <laughs> famous diatribe on charts or something yeah. like that yeah <laughs> and yeah i, I kind of just went off about PUBG fudging their graphs to show um that they had made more progress combating certain performance issues in the game. And yeah, I got really passionate about it. I think I talked about the enlightenment a bit and, and like culture, culture wars and like science and a lot of things. It was fun. I really enjoyed it. I got, got a bit fiery. I got to yeah. talk about some of the things that I care about, which is fun. Yeah. It was like a good 25 minute diversion. <laughs> <laughs> solid man yeah man I remember like I saw it in the show notes like oh Robin was pissed about the graphs and I thought it was gonna be like like a one to three minute aside you know mm-hmm. like oh and they fucked up the graphs and isn't that annoying I can't believe they mm-hmm. did that and mm-hmm. then it just ended up being this like philosophical treatise on data visualization which I yeah. really enjoyed it, 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 it kind of drove home for me how important philosophy is the the philosophy of being a truth seeker and valuing reason and being having integrity in our processes for for formulating knowledge and sharing it and it's i think very fundamental to progress so it i think it it, it made me realize that about myself and um yeah and i i've even I'm actually reading a book about the Enlightenment right now called Enlightenment Now, very kind of popular book at the moment. But yeah, it's cool to like discover something about yourself in that way. And um, I've been thinking about it a lot. So cool. Nice. Self-inquiry and development via podcast. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So my favorite show of the episode I'm most proud of, and I think the episode that I've really had on my mind ever since we started this show is actually the one that we just released episode 51 and that's all about how to get solo chicken dinners and I really felt okay I wasn't able to distill my 
overarching PUBG philosophy into one episode because that was just never going to happen. But I just really felt like for me, if there's one thing that I feel like I've contributed to the thought around this game, which isn't to say that my ideas are original. I'm not saying that I think I came up with this, mm-hmm. but I, I just feel like I feel like I contributed something to the conversation around circle play and how to play the circle. Mm-hmm. Edge play versus center play and why you mm-hmm. should or shouldn't do either and and mm-hmm. when you should or shouldn't do either. So that that was really the central idea that I put forward in that episode was just talking about the the edge center spectrum of the circle. And so mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm really proud of that episode. And Another thing that I'm proud of as well, it's funny actually, because one of the things I'm most proud of is actually not a podcast thing, but it is a winner-winner related thing, which is my Anatomy of a Chicken Dinner videos. Mm-hmm. I made a handful of those back when I was just like really, really deep into content creation and you know, recording a podcast episode every week and maintaining the community wasn't enough for me. So I recorded a handful of these videos and I just think they're really solid and they're still up mm-hmm. so you can go take a look at them. I don't even, honestly, I don't know if I've seen them all. I, sh- I need to make sure I have. Check them out, funny, broski. Considering how much time I spend watching PUBG videos on YouTube, <laughs> I have no excuse. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of Choco Taco to watch out there. I don't blame yeah, you. Yeah, there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy is prolific. All right, man. What is the craziest slash funnest memory you have of playing with our Discord members? Well, it's obvious, probably. I mean, I'm <laughs> sure our listeners could probably answer. What yeah, our <laughs> yeah. One is. they probably could. Because we were both there. Yeah. Yeah. For this, I was gonna say, like, aside, aside from this incident where Benny nated a whole UAZ full of <laughs> our squad mates, except for me. And then I had to go revive everybody, um, which he was, he thought he was cooking a smoke grenade and he thought he was being funny. And then it went off and it was a frag grenade and three people in my squad were down suddenly. And, <laughs> and it wasn't like, it wasn't a safe spot either. There was like already gunfire happening. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't remember what happened in the rest of that, that game, but. Um, I was going to say, aside from that, that's actually, that's still my favorite moment. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny because we both wrote that down. Clearly, Mm -hmm. you know, so Benny, it's funny actually because Benny and Daniel feature in my answer as well. So they really, Mm. I think, you know, as no offense to any other era of this show, but I think that the era during which Benny and Daniel's romance was flourishing was like really mm-hmm. the golden age of Winner Winner for me. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was having the most fun. Um, you know, our community was really active. We were doing mm-hmm. our custom games and stuff. It was just, it was, it was, we were really catching an updraft. I think we need to have a farewell round with, with those guys. Oh, yeah. Right. And the four of us. Yeah. Consider yourselves invited, gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. This weekend. We need to Let's do, do that. Mm hmm. So yeah, so the so the the Benny Carnade was of course mm-hmm. classic. Um, another game. This is now just like one of the most satisfying games I've ever had with our Discord members. Was the first game that I ever played with Soko, mm. and 
I'd like I'd seen him post about his stream in the Discord, and I just hardly knew anything about him. He was just like another one of these people who I saw posting his stream, and he just hopped into the Discord. And I was actually playing with Daniel, and there was one other I don't remember who else, but it was just a really solid squad. And we dropped small power on Erangel, and the、mm-hmm. circle basically stayed on us for the whole game. But it was such it was just a really interesting game. And、mm-hmm. in the late game, there was this group of people who camped the coast and then rushed a house that Soko was in, and he just like he basically demolished most of this squad single-handedly. <laughs>、um, it was like one of the first inklings I had that he was a badass.、Mm-hmm. So, but he he didn't quite manage to get this whole squad, and then basically it ended up being just Daniel and me. Versus, I think there was one intact squad and half of the squad that、uh, had killed Soko.、Mm-hmm. And Daniel and I just totally clutched it, and we got the win. And yeah, it was just like a really, it was a very memorable game for me. And、mm-hmm. it just, you know, got got my relationship with Soko started off right. And、mm-hmm. yeah, that was a that was just one of the many highlights. I mean, there are so many. You know, like there's so many great custom games we've done. Some of those NATO-only games still stick in my mind.、Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's just too many to recount, but those、yeah. those are the incidents that really stick in my mind. Yeah, I think there's another there's a class of incidents that I think my favorite team play moments in this game are when a team member is knocked and then another team member saves them, like as. The enemy is about to finish them off. Oh yeah! Like this just happened last night.、Um, it was early game. We just dropped. Everyone's got their first weapon. There's a brawl, and standard was outside of the building that I was in, and I just picked up a forty-five revolver and loaded it. And he got knocked by a guy with a double barrel, and I ran toward him, jumped out the window to get outside. And the guy is just finishing reloading the double barrel, standing above him, and I downed him with the forty-five revolver from like five feet away. Yes, so clutch, dude. And like doing that, saving other people and being saved by other people right at the last minute is just the best feeling. True story. And I have to say, Robin, you're you're good for that. Thanks. I feel like you have a higher than average incidence of rescuing people. In in our duos that we've played together, I often、mm-hmm. feel that close sense of relief, like oh, thank God, Robin, you know,、mm-hmm. t- took that final guy out or whatever. Yeah. All right. Next question here: What is your hope for the future of PUBG?、Mm, you want to take this one first? Yeah, sure. So, a game that I keep coming back to when I think about the way I would like to see PUBG go is Rainbow Six Siege.、Mm. And I just think that they're a really amazing example of how to stick with a game and take it from like buggy, challenging beginnings to a really flourishing、mm-hmm. game that that really has future potential as well. Yeah. Now I don't think that PUBG ever was like R6 or ever will be like R6 in this regard, but、mm-hmm. I just just due to the you know different development houses, different styles, different problems, different solutions. Mm-hmm. But in an ideal world, PUBG would still be alive in three years and would have would be really showing the polish of just continual iteration and continual development and continual refinement and、mm-hmm. 
would really just be eventually a shining example of the game that we all want it to be. Right. So I I would really love to see that. Um, Another thing that I would definitely love to see more of is just a more developed competitive scene. I think it's, Mm. it's, you know, they've, Mm -hmm. they've pushed in that direction, but it's definitely like the, the experience as a viewer is still pretty shitty. Yeah. And I haven't, I mean, there haven't been any super well um, advertised gaming events around this. Like they had the, what was the one they were advertising for like months? Bug, oh like, yeah. It was like the Berlin Invitational. Worldwide Invitational. Something yeah. Like I was kind of expecting to see that be a more or less seasonal or at least twice a year. And I guess there's a tournament that some of our peeps are preparing for. But, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like something I hear about through our Discord. I'm not seeing people talk about it, at least not the content creators that I'm watching and mm-hmm. um, I'm not seeing anything in-game about it. I haven't been the most attentive either, so maybe there is stuff that I'm just not seeing, but yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. Um, but I feel like that's partially due to uh, um, gaming competitions being not quite mainstream yet as well. Mm, you know, right. like I would love to see just like sports bars have one of the TVs be dedicated to a gaming channel. Oh, that'd I would be so eat amazing. that up. Yeah, yeah. I would actually go to sports bars then. <laughs> Dude, that's a really good business idea, Robin. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. think about it. Like, you could totally move to Portland and like open an esports bar, and I think it would be successful. Not a bad idea. We could serve uh, English food. <laughs> oh, back to this, are we? <laughs> <laughs> This, for those of you who don't know the inside joke, Robin has just, for years now, he's been subtly trying to encourage me to open an English pub. <laughs> so <laughs> we're just, we're just going to keep whacking Dude. that kipper against the table, I guess. All I can say is keep saving that money you're making. And, <laughs> All right, buddy. You know, keep getting bored with your job and we'll see what happens. I'm going to channel my podcast riches into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Arjuna with a couple of bottles of vodka under the overpass <laughs> <laughs> on a cardboard box. Yeah. And some uh, yeah. toast and beans. Come on. That's how <laughs> half of you think about me anyway. So, just another, another thing I wanted to say I would really love to see PUBG have mod support. Still don't really understand why that mm-hmm. hasn't been encouraged. Maybe because they're worried about cheating. Or, I, I don't know why. Hmm. Just because Brandon Green is himself such a notable martyr, I just kind of don't really understand why that hasn't been encouraged more. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Um, that's actually my first reaction to this question of what my hope is for the future of PUBG is that I, I kind of drew a blank because I haven't really been hoping for anything from oh, PUBG no. for a while. Yeah, I think just watching the the pace of development. Um, it is exciting that there's a new map coming out. Um, I'm not sure that there's any weapons that they could really add to this game that I'd get that stoked about unless it was another bolt action sniper rifle and that made them maybe more common, something like that. But really, it's kind of indicative to me that I've lost some confidence slash trust in the PUBG Corp slash Blue Hole and that I just don't really feel confident in them to pull through and make this game kind of like rejuvenate it, if you will. 
Um, so I've been similarly looking forward to either a PUBG 2 or for some other developer to do the genre um, a different way or for um, maybe a really a cool dream would be if, if they did do mods and there was a fan-made mod that took off in popularity that was playable. And that didn't have kind of the annoying things that PUBG has, um, maybe better netcode and also, you know, like no crates and just not like this annoying profit-driven model, which all games have to make a profit. But I feel like they're just a little tacky is, is the best way mm, I can put it. Agreed. I don't really like, and it, it's something I think is part of the reason I feel I feel more okay walking away from the show is I just feel kind of weird making putting my time and energy into making a podcast about a game that that's made by a company that I don't really trust and I I don't really know what their values are and I I just feel like I could be I, I'm kind of a, what do I want to say um, complicit. <laughs> <laughs> and and the like the whole trajectory of the game and um you know we i think we've been, played a pretty positive role in all of it but i just don't really trust them i just don't trust pubg corp and i don't really like the way they do things and i'd rather you know do something I would, i'd rather be putting my time and energy into something that i'm 100% behind and and trying to assist things that i'm 100% behind so if that makes sense but I don't know. At the same time, it's like, whatever. It's a gaming podcast. You know, we screw around. We bullshit about doing something we do in our free time. So it doesn't have to be like Save the World gaming show. But mm -hmm. yeah, you're right, though. It does. I mean, and I think that anyone who's been really dedicated to the game has felt some amount of that, right? Mm -hmm. Just some mm -hmm. amount of that, like, oh, why is it this way? Why aren't they telling us about this? Why did they tell mm -hmm. us this and then not give it to us you know it's just right. like been a, it's been a rough relationship mm -hmm. I think PR I, I think gaming companies seem to in general have a really hard time with <laughs> public relations for my relations humaines man Seems like most go for like the low profile and like say less is more, you know, less exposure, less communication with the public seems to be more because they, they tend to keep a pretty low profile and I, I would include PUBG in that. Like I don't, the only pub developer I know about is Brendan Green and he's got a whole team of people like presumably Korean for the most part. Actually, no, international, right? Developers. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they have these like pretty Asian women spokesmen like tweeting about the game and like that's not what i want i want people who are involved with the development sharing their passion and their vision for the game and and talking about you know what they hear from the fan base and and what they're excited about implementing and and what they think they can do that we want to see things like that which i think is partially what fix PUBG was about and i don't know we don't have to get into that <laughs> but mm-hmm just you know, I, I don't feel a connection with their team and and with whatever vision they have for the future. So, which it's hearing you talk about that. It's interesting for me to note that I'm trying to think of any other 
kind of branch of software development that seems to invite so much speculation and where people seem to care so much about the communication mm -hmm. over it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, if you think about, well, you know, whatever it is, like a web browser or a word processor or something, a lot, like the general public is a lot more likely to just wait till it comes out and then just make up their mind about whether they like it or not, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not that there aren't dialogue around those things. Like clearly the Firefox community is a big community and there's a lot of communication there and stuff like that. But I feel like your average user just uses it or they don't and they, and they go on with that day. Whereas I feel like these days the average gamer is more and more kind of involved with the development of the games that they play. And there's this burden, there's this expectation placed on the developers to like, to have PR and to be handling that in a good way. And mm -hmm. I suspect that a lot of these developers are just like, fuck off, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm just developing yeah. this game and yeah. I just want to be able to work on it as a project like I would work on any other coding project mm -hmm. and I mm -hmm. don't want to have to be engaged in this like political or like human resources kind of conversation while I'm doing it. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and that stuff, I mean, coding takes a lot of focus and if you're separating your attention between PR and coding, you're probably not going to get a lot of coding done, especially in a community like this where it's pretty easy to get caught up in reacting to criticism and it can get pretty, you know, personal and ugly and distracting. No, I mean, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. I've been listening to a book called Masters of Doom lately. Dude, I read that book. That's a great book. It's a, yeah, it's a great. It's about John Carmack and John Romero who made Doom. And, you know, they, they struggled a bit even back then. And this was early first person shooter days, of course. And it was shareware. But there were very active internet communities, and it sounded really similar to what we see today of people chomping at the bit and being pretty like toxic and impatient about games and, and their development and the, the timelines necessary to create and maintain and improve them. <laughs> and I, I, I feel a little self-conscious bringing that up because, you know, I, I feel like maybe I am a... It's easy to get disappointed, you know? Um, and then to kind of like blame or, or to get kind of whiny, I guess, about the developers and what they're doing. And I just think it, it helps it helps to know what their priorities are, you know, and like what they're what they're trying to do. And I guess in a way we do. Actually I, I think it is pretty clear. Basically they're gonna keep making maps, they're gonna keep adding skins and create systems and emotes. Um, and they might, they're going to add a weapon, what, like every two or three months. And that's pretty, and, and they're going to keep doing the competitions. That's, that's the trajectory and that's what they've communicated. And it's like, meh, like, I, I, I think there's just so many things they could improve about gameplay. They're, they're like, they're done making the game and now they're kind of like building up things around the game now in, in terms of things they can sell, events, and new maps is, is, is the best like most related to gameplay thing that that i could be excited about so i'll probably come back to PUBG more that's gonna be soon dude mm -hmm. yeah it's like it probably be. a couple weeks out oh so, really is it that soon i think so wow. I, I, i've been hearing 
speculation around kind of second week of December. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's exciting. I, yeah, I will definitely hop on and play that when it releases. Mm -hmm. I really feel when I look at the state of PUBG, I honestly feel like the best thing they can do at this point is just start developing their next game. Mm -hmm. like, Agreed. I think PUBG 2 could be really amazing. I think clearly the intellectual property is strong. And if if Brendan teamed up, you know, if, if Brendan and key members of his team teamed up with another development studio to create PUBG 2 or whatever their next game would be, I think mm -hmm. that would be really beautiful because I think the design of PUBG, like the the parts of the game which are in the blueprint and which aren't the actual coded parts of the game is just a masterpiece. Like, I think mm -hmm. they, I really do feel like the guts of PUBG are just better. Like, it's still in its ideal form. I think it's a better game than any, you know, like Blackout or any of these other games, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I would just love to see them take their best design people from PUBG Corp and just, you know, get working with like a very, very experienced studio that's already put out some hit shooters and just make something beautiful. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on, there's got to be enough venture capital out there to make that happen. Oh, God. I mean, considering how successful PUBG was. And they've got, they have the capital. They <laughs> yeah, they do. It's true. Just alone, they have the capital. And especially how involved uh, Tencent's been in their company. Like Tencent just has a limitless amount of money. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah, I mean, I just feel like everyone would love PUBG too. It seems like a no-brainer to me. And starting from scratch with a new code base seems like a no-brainer to me. Mm -hmm. And I just, yeah, I just love the idea of it. I love everything about it. And to right. me, I just don't know why they wouldn't do that. Yeah, it's, I, I feel like the Unreal game engine too. I, I mean, I don't, I, I'm going to be talking out my ass here a little bit because I don't know a lot about the details of the Unreal engine versus any other. But I do know it's been around for a long time and that the games I've seen made in Unreal engine do seem to have a kind of flavor to them that's consistent. And you just don't see super polished games. Like, they have a dated feel to them. And this game still has that dated feel. It's had that dated feel to me all along. Um, so it'd be cool to see them try to come out with a sequel that uses a newer engine. I've been hearing about um, the engine behind Witcher 3, and I think they used it for... I thought there was a common engine between Red Dead Redemption mm. and Witcher. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking into it here. I can't find the common link, but looks like the red engine was used for Witcher 2 and is being used for Cyberpunk 2077. Mm. And those games have a pretty modern feel to them. Um, mm. Red Dead Redemption, I don't know if that, I don't think it does use it, but that game is just super known right now for its mm. graphical detail <laughs> and realism. So. It would be cool to see um, PUBG be able to pull something like that off or a game in the genre. Um, Call of Duty still feels a little arcadey, but looks mm -hmm. good. It looks great. Um, similarly, Battlefield 5, we haven't seen the Battle Royale version Firestorm yet, but 
Um, it's a beautiful game. They did a really good job with the color palette this time around and just the physics and everything looks really good. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I was just thinking about, Robin? Speaking hmm. of John Carmack, I would love to see him turn his considerable intelligence and development experience towards trying to create a battle royale game engine. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, really, it's just an open world game yeah. engine, right? So, yeah, yeah, because he's just so clearly driven the development behind so many excellent shooter engines. Right now, granted, they have. You know, his focus has tended to be these hallway shooters, which mm. like Doom has has never really managed to get away from. Mm-hmm. I guess the latest Doom title was a bit more of like a, it's like hallways into arenas kind of an engine. Mm-hmm. Although I guess, no, when I think about it more, uh, id Software did develop, what was that other franchise they developed? I think it was called Rage. Um, oh really? I don't know. Yeah, and that had like some vehicle mechanics. So I think they deal they dealt with some more open world there stuff, uh, stuff okay. there too. So, but anyway, yeah, I just feel like John Carmack is is a preeminent thinker and developer in the world of first person shooter gaming engines, and I would just mm-hmm. be curious to see his take on it. Or, well, you'd be happy to hear, Arjuna, that. I, from what I know, I think he's been putting his energy toward virtual reality. Oh, so, okay. He's yeah. got bigger fish to fry. Yep. Well, but there's, you know, recently they announced, someone put it in our Discord, the general chat, I believe, there was a virtual reality um, battle royale game coming out. And it's it's um, virtual reality only, by the way. And I can't remember the name right now. I'd have to look through the chat, but... Um, I thought that might tickle you a little. Um, yeah, I saw I that. It looked good. It definitely, you know, it's no AAA studio or anything, but it doesn't look that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have some creative elements. It's not like just PUBG and VR. Or like it, it doesn't feel like a clone. They're doing some unique things, including some kind of flying mechanic. Um, <laughs> I can't remember how that worked. It was something like between a wingsuit and... I don't know, jetpack. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's that sounds really exciting to me. I'm definitely, mm-hmm. I don't know, I always thought that PUBG VR would be a really exciting idea. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man. I'm, yeah, Pop One, keep an eye out for Pop One. <laughs> Pop Our, One? Yeah, that's the, uh, I'm trying to remember what the name, I think it's called like Population One or something like that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're onto something there. Yeah. So, Uh anyway. um, Cool. Well, let's move on to our last question here and then we can get into our listener reflections and feedback. Okay. So... Robin, what would you have done differently if we could do Winner Winner again? So this is something that you and I talked about a lot throughout the development of the podcast. And we were always, it felt like, like two or three weeks away from reaching out to 
big famous content makers mm, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> and trying to get them on the show. And we were, I was thinking of like ways we could posture to do this so that we could kind of like show some c- credentials or um, street cred to Fuglet and Chaco Taco or Aculite, Mikey Jackie, um, and kind of reach out to them and say, hey, we do a podcast. We're moderately successful. Um, you know, we'd love to have you guys on the show. And mm-hmm. it's pretty much as simple as that. We've known that all along. We could have ramped up our listenership or something, or tried to do that um, in order to like make a push for this. But at, at the end of the day, I feel like when when I, when I face a development path that requires getting other people on board, the more you put off getting those people on board or asking them to get on board, the less likely that's ever going to happen. Mm, <laughs> it's just a matter right. of kind of doing it, you know? Yeah. There, there's something to be said for strategic campaigning, but um, generally, considering the resources we had to put into this project, I think it, I would have felt better if it we, if we'd at least asked, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so that, I'm a, I feel like I let myself down there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wish I would have done that. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think so. That's, that's it's something I want to keep in mind for future projects. Is, right. You know, don't be shy about asking other people to be involved because most people, you know, I I think we've told listeners like you know I don't know what people presume about us, but um, you know I think some people, particularly some of our younger listeners, would jump on the podcast and be like, oh wow, wait, you're one of the hosts, like. Mm. You could tell they were like a little starstruck or something, which is Mm -hmm. so funny. And I think sometimes we build that up, even me as an adult, you know, I build that up with with other content makers who are basically in the spheres of same spheres of people as I am in. And so, you know, they just happen to be a lot better at PUBG than I am. (laughs) (laughs) They have a lot more listeners and probably more demands on their time and attention as well. But yeah. Yeah. But it's true. Like we we can legitimately hold our heads high and say that we are PUBG content creators and we have an audience mm-hmm. and I think we do offer something of value. And, yeah. you know, I think that the fact is that being successful as a PUBG content creator on YouTube equals millions of views. And it turns out being successful as a PUBG content creator in podcasts equals, you know, a couple thousand downloads a week so Mm -hmm. that's that's part of it too you know it's just the platform is very different but Mm -hmm. yeah i agree i i it's funny when robin and i went to write this down we basically wrote the same answer for this question (laughs) and yeah Mm -hmm. i i share your remorse i wish that we would have put more effort into that as well because Mm -hmm. i think that was really the growth path for this show Mm -hmm. and i think maybe one of the reasons actually why i didn't pursue that more was that i i don't i think on some level i knew that i wasn't really either ready for the show to grow or that i wasn't really committed Mm. to what Mm -hmm. i would have to do or where the show could go if it did grow substantially right right yeah i feel that feel that a little bit it's an interesting thing for me to think about like with my you know with my future podcasts or just future projects in general is like what actually happens if I 
if I get to a point where it does grow or where I really see mm-hmm. like a massive growth potential, like I think right. that really tests, it tests your commitment in that moment. Totally. Right, right, right. Like if this were to totally succeed, would I feel like, yes, this is awesome. I'm being taken on a fun ride. This is a dream come true. Or do you feel like, oh crap, I'm trapped in this huge project now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Now we're on to the letters to the editor portion of it. All right. Yeah, we sent out a last minute uh, Discord message last night when we got done with our gaming session, just being like, hey, what did what are you guys' like thoughts on this? And like we were kind of asking ourselves what our what we think the legacy of the show is and what does it mean? You know, like will the ripples of this podcast bounce off some distant shore and crush a butterfly? <laughs> find out next week on the winner winner pot oh wait <laughs> yeah man so why, why don't we alternate on these i'm gonna start off uh benny aka rainmaker writes in shout out to robin's cat so mm, pippin's getting pippin. some love here how how is pippin by the way he's great yeah cool i've been giving him prozac cbd oil um he's healthy wow. happy he's chill he only pees on things like once every three weeks now instead okay. of twice a week. Okay. So All right. Big improvement. Yeah. Um, Proud of him. Yeah. He's a, he's a happy little dude. Nice. Okay. Well, I'm mm-hmm. glad because I remember there was a moment where you guys were thinking about getting rid of him or even putting him down. So. Yeah, we were. We were. Cat pee is a stressful thing. <laughs> it, it is, man. It's a hell of a drug. But there are solutions. If you have cat problems or cat pee problems in your life, you should talk to me because I... I've thrown the kitchen sink at it and have a good idea now of how to work that out. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. You know, the real answer is just give him a little cock massage every night. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a, real, it's a hands-on approach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's alternate these, Robin. You want to read the next one? All right. So that was Benny. Thanks, Benny. <laughs> and... So this one is, is it at you? It looks like it is. So um, this is from S-Y-K-O, Psycho MF. And um, he says, honestly, the most important contribution I think you think you guys had to the PUBG community is that you created a piece of that community. Not only did you bring a lot of people to the same general area with this podcast, but you gave us the Discord to talk and get to know each other. You guys encouraged us to game together, take initiative, and message each other and message others quest- others with questions, comments, or game invites. Robin even had custom game nights and tactics game nights. Honestly, this podcast and PUBG got me back into gaming and made me relearn how not every community on the internet is toxic. Nice. Uh, so thank you guys for all that you've done. It is it doesn't go unappreciated or unnoticed. So cool, nice. That's that last bit about relearning how not every community on the internet is toxic is awesome to hear. Mm. And mm-hmm. that's kind. Of, I think that was like one of the main goals we had going into this was just like 
we just don't want to be assholes <laughs> and we don't want to encourage or like harbor assholery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if that's if that's all we do, then great. Like we've done something for the gaming community because there's so much bullshit out there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know what? I'm totally. I'm really happy that you wrote this in Psycho MF because it does actually make me think that it is one of the things I'm proudest of too. Is mm-hmm. that we had such a welcoming community. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like all of us have created and fostered that. And I, it just, it really felt like just, it just felt like that was understood from moment one that that was something that we all wanted. So mm-hmm. it just feels kind of special that that came together like that. Yeah. Yeah. For mm-hmm. sure. All right. So next one comes from It's Griffalicious. And they say, I hate to hear this is the end already. Do you guys intend to shed some light on the decision to call it quits? Do you feel like the state of the game is contributing to your choice to stop the show? Or is it a time factor keeping you guys from moving forward? I'm curious because I felt like you guys are really starting to hit your stride. And as someone who has tried different podcasts in the past, I would have loved to have made it to the place you guys have gotten to. I just hate to hear that it's ending. So thanks Mm -hmm. for writing this in, Grifflicious. And... Um, I, th- I think that they wrote this to me before they had listened to the last episode. Mm-hmm. The previous episode kind of sheds light on answers to these questions. Mm-hmm. But one thing that is interesting is that I think that there, there was maybe a perception that um, our show was, yeah, like hitting our stride or becoming more successful. Mm. But we've actually, our engagement and our download counts have been down so Mm. you know in in a way that's actually one of the things that has been pushing me towards shuttering the show is just that yeah you know i kind of wonder if we've been overselling our continued success (laughs) (laughs) maybe (laughs) you know what i mean because like we it's cool because we have we people continue to listen and people continue to engage on the discord but we don't have really good measures for how many people are actually listening to and engaging with the show. Um, and we have, we can count downloads, but I've always been suspicious of that as a count of actual user engagement. Um, Cause some people like I've signed up for podcast and hit subscribe and then never listen to it again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So those are counting towards someone's download count right now. Mm-hmm. And that's true. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to pick that podcast out of a lineup, but um but and and then also our our like you said our absolute numbers have been down. They're not like you know abysmal me low. They're probably what thirty percent down from our peak, something like that, mm-hmm. or maybe a little more. Yeah, so you're right. It's, it's not terrible, but yeah, it's kind of a, it's followed a similar trajectory as the game, really. Which yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I would agree with that. So this next reflection is from Stop Collaborate, and uh, he said. I liked how we got a combination of in-depth and passing knowledge of game details and strategy and striking a balance between each. Most in-depth stuff I see boils down to straight numbers game and gets incredibly dry. While you guys did sometimes get real numbers intensive, it was usually not too much for me. Otherwise, it would have been gone a long time ago. I liked that you and Robin um, aren't pro gamers, but at the same time aren't super, super casual. I always liked your description of casual with strategy. 
as I'm definitely not a pro gamer, but still like to feel like I have a fighting chance. The show has definitely improved my grasp of the game and turned me into the default squad leader when I play with friend IRL. Nice. Not to mention the exceptional involvement you guys have had with the community. Oh, and also it helps when we LFG here, um, looking for games. Uh, we know we're not just uh, getting total grandos because we have already have some inside jokes and references in common. So, yeah, wow. So that was a lot about the content and doing kind of like in-depth versus our just like on-the-fly bullshittery, <laughs> 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 which I think I enjoy the most. But, you know, doing the homework has taught me a lot about the game too. So mm-hmm. like you and I don't usually have these numbers bouncing around in our heads, you know, mm-hmm. a week before the show. We'll like do homework before the show and then kind of report out. And so we've learned a lot in the process, which is a fun way to do it. Yeah, so cool to hear that. And then kind of seconding the setting up of the community and and setting up a place for people to come and play. Cool. I was, yeah, happy to see Stop Collaborate come in and join in on some sessions. And uh, he was an active part of a lot of the discussions as well. So yeah, very cool to see that. And thanks for thanks for replying and reflecting with us. Yeah, and thanks Stop Collaborate for being the person who started our Winner Winner Xbox Club as well. That mm-hmm. was that was all him. And that club now has over three hundred members. So it's quite an achievement. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because it's funny how over time, like, I, I've, when I, you know, kind of had the impetus to start this podcast, I was really excited about having, like, a very nitty-gritty, try-hard kind of a podcast. Like, I really wanted to just get deep into the strategy. Mm-hmm. And, but I do think that if we had just been all about that, I don't think that we would have experienced the full range of what Winnowena had to offer. So I ended up being glad that we were also able to strike a balance. Yeah, definitely. No, because I think one of my favorite things to do is just daydream about the game (laughs) and to think about the what-ifs and how the game could be and things like that. So, Mm -hmm. All right, this next one is from Skills and Thrills. You want to take this? Yeah. So Skills and Thrills says, the way you guys broke down the patch notes every week with Robin's math and Arjuna's smooth voice and good vibes had me coming back every <laughs> single week. I love you guys. Can't wait to be a part of whatever project you guys cook up next. Thank love you, Skills, Skills and Thrills. Yep. It's funny, Robin, that I noticed that you continually get praised on this show for your math <laughs> and your analytical <laughs> skill. I think I w- took out some like geometry equations couple right. of shows and now people yeah. pin me as the math guy which i like you know I, yeah cool. and and i also think it's funny I, I feel like you're the math guy and i'm the voice guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is funny because you know when when you listen to your own voice recorded it's always weird mm-hmm. i think I've, I've gotten used to it at this point but it is just I, I never know what my voice sounds like to somebody else so mm-hmm We'll have to make sure to remember that for our next podcast. Um, <laughs> make sure I integrate math so you keep me around. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a strong suit. I I think it can't help but just work its way in. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, all right, man. Read us this next one from Matty Leesonen. All right. So he said, massive thanks for all the effort you guys have put in huge put in. Hugely enjoyed the pod. Very much looking forward to whatever comes next. Important contributions for me were relaxed strategy, uh, not so relaxed at times, and the community around the pod that you guys built up. Huge thanks. So thank nice. you. Matty. Yeah. Thanks, Matty. Um, I don't think I've seen him around. So it's, it looks like a couple of people have joined in to kind of say farewell. And I'm not sure if he joined the Discord recently, but he maybe just hasn't talked a lot. Or maybe I just haven't been paying attention. <laughs> yeah, not, not a super vocal contributor, but definitely someone mm-hmm. who's been around. Really solid mm-hmm. listener and supporter. So yeah. Yeah. Thank Fair you, enough, Matty. Man. Mm-hmm. So Heinze writes in to say, for me, the podcast was a way to learn how to get the extra edge in PUBG that most others did not on Xbox. Uh, which thanks mm-hmm. for saying that, Heinze, because I've always felt a little insecure about whether our content was relevant for the Xbox. Mm. Um, most of the game's mechanics weren't explained well, and I used Winner Winner to learn. Mm-hmm. Each week I was excited to hear what you guys had to say, and it almost felt like I was a little kid inside when the music started playing. It drew me right in. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. The mm-hmm. amount of detail and effort you and Robin put into this podcast was what it needed, and you guys did an amazing job. I'm thankful that I was able to be a part of it. I want to make a shout out to the Xbox mods for their amazing effort in getting shit done for our Xbox brothers, which I just want to second that. You guys are all incredible. Mm-hmm. And he also shouts out R4 for being a solid foundation member and sticking it through with us for such a long time. Skills and thrills for helping me with streaming tips and to each and every one of you who I met here on this Discord. Without this community, PUBG wouldn't have been fun as fun for me as it is now. Mm-hmm. So... First of all, thanks, Heinze. Uh, you've been really amazing. You've been very supportive uh, every step of the way. And I just want to say that for me, Heinze was like my avatar. He was the, and, and what I mean by avatar, they use this in business a lot where they, the, your avatar is like your ideal client. So mm. your, it's, it's one of the tools that's supposed to help you develop your business is to decide who would an ideal consumer of my content be and how can i target audience kind of thing yeah exactly and like how can i speak to them yeah and i for me heinze really exemplifies that as like someone who loves the game and is committed to getting better at the game Mm -hmm. and for someone who wants to be continually kind of getting spoon-fed ideas about how to get better Mm mm-hmm so that really motivated me was to help players like Heinze just be continually getting that little bit of extra edge or continually just thinking a little bit more about another aspect of the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, that just it, it, hearing that makes me feel like I was able to accomplish that goal, at least for, for some of our listeners. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I, I, it is good to hear that, and I think um, I think we did offer a lot of that, and I, I think maybe I've been maybe a little self-critical lately about whether I've been able to bring as much of that, and, and maybe I just objectively haven't been able to. I think we, we had a lot of meteor stuff to cover in kind of the first half of our arc, and then you kind of cover most of it, and then... You- <laughs> It's like finding <laughs> new ways to cover the same stuff or hoping that there's new content to cover. And um, 
So it's I I I do agree though that um a lot of the episodes did did feature some helpful content. So I'm glad other people found it helpful. And I wouldn't know that without you guys saying it. So so all right. Um next one is from the One Heart. And <laughs> he said, I still hear the gazelles in my head every time I podcast, which is awesome. I had like played them on the show for a while now. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is really cool. Uh, I remember, I think it was the first time we had him on as a guest. He messaged me being like, he's like, you know, I know that you guys have switched to Spiffy Man for the music, but I listened to Gazelles before the show because they just sound like wind to me. <laughs> and <laughs> that's really cool, yeah. man. And it's especially cool because, you know, Gazelles is... Uh, Buddy and Robin still mm-hmm. housemate Tim's band, mm-hmm. and they're really yeah. good guys. They they're are great. Really... They're, they're actually making new music. They've been working on new stuff lately, and yeah. it sounds great. So yeah, if you're into them, you should follow them on Facebook or Instagram or whatever they have. Um, yeah. I can I'll know when their album comes out. I don't even follow them on social media because I live with one of them. But <laughs> yeah, I'm too old school for that. Man, Just, you, you mainline slide it, dude. The CD under my door. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so gazelles just check them out they're very good post rock some heavy rock that it's, it's very interesting it's mathy but it's not too mathy it's mm-hmm. broody but it's not too broody yeah and if you're ever in eugene they're put on a hell of a live show so mm-hmm. i mean like cool. they they've been headlining at the hi-fi lounge which is probably our best local venue right now Mm-hmm. And you know, like headlining, they are they're really they're really coming up. So mm-hmm. great band. Uh, and also, just I want to take this moment to thank Spiffy Man as well. Spiffy Man has been the music for the second half of our podcast. And you know, I have to say that while I love the Gazelles and their contributions to this podcast. You know, when I hear that Spiffy Man music at the beginning beginning of the episode, that feels like win to me. I, I just wanted to really thank Spiffy Man for helping to breathe some more life into this podcast for me. I've really appreciated his music. Also, a legit recording artist who's out there making it in the world. Really encourage you to go support Spiffy Man. Mm-hmm. All right, so Ace Mac writes in to say, it was just nice to feel like we're all part of the Winner Winner community. This has been a very cool Discord to be a part of, and the show was always first class. Can't wait for the new podcast if you guys ever get that going. Mm -hmm. So first of all, there's no ifs about it. We are indeed going to make a new podcast. So stay tuned for that. Sounds like we're probably going to be dropping that within a month. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Oh, me too, dude. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm stoked. I'm just going to just talk about the boring dreams I had last night all the time. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No. It's just every podcast is going to sound like that kind of rambling, awkward conversation you have with your like coworkers first thing in the morning, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. So like, um, have any interesting dreams last night? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm excited. You know, I think I won't fully switch over to feeling creative about that podcast until this one is is kind of wrapped up. So, mm-hmm. in a way, recording this episode 
is is exciting in that regard mm-hmm. for me. So he has it's Ace Mac, and we have a guy that's in our Discord a lot that we play with, um, Ice Mac. <laughs> right. And another theme with names in our Discord is um, straight. Right. There's like straight boulder. Yeah. And straight butter. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe I'll be like straight Mac. Straight Mac. <laughs> <laughs> That's so matted, dude. Next time I have a, a, a opportunity to create my gamer tag, yeah, love it. Straight, mm-hmm. with an eight in it. Mm-hmm. Clearly, mm-hmm. yeah. S T R eight M A K. That's. Uh, I I wonder how it. I wonder how it feels for those guys listening, knowing that there's like someone out there who might have like an amalgamation of their names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then what happens if those get amalgamated? Oh, snap. All right. Um, Why don't you read this next one, Robin? This is Mickey Sticks. And he says, only just reading uh, that you guys are calling it a day. All the best with whatever you're doing next. I'll tune in for sure. Um, Yours was the first PUBG podcast I found, and the show was very helpful to me when the game first dropped on Xbox. I loved the location highlight and weapon showdowns. I was commuting a lot in the first six months of the year, and your pod um, in the work van to and from the job made my day pass happily and caused me to daydream about PUBG and how I was going to pwn when I got home. <laughs> that's cool. That I I think that's that's exactly what I was hoping. Like a lot of what our podcast was doing, because I loved thinking about it. And he's got more to say here, but um, I I knew that like we were just helping other people's daydreams about this game. <laughs> <laughs> enabling them um he continues i i still suck so maybe the podcast was useless after all i would never have found the drop zone pod without you guys having them as guests and i've made some great friends over there on di- on their discord so i guess i owe you guys a thanks for that too cheers fellas hope to get a game with you soon sometime with you both sometime nice so nice thanks man and yeah. <laughs> sorry you still suck <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds we like we it sounds like we accomplished fifty percent of our goal. Right. With, yep. Curing boredom. <laughs> yep. So, hey, man, if we can if we can get at least half of that bread buttered, that sounds good mm-hmm. to me. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when when people tell me that they get better by listening to us, I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm like a little bit like. No, like, really? <laughs> like, mm, like, you're just playing more. Like, you. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, man. You know, give give yourself some credit, Robin. You mm-hmm. said some insightful shit. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we've we've done like really all we can in in terms of making people better, in, yeah, including tell telling people to connect voltage to their head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Have we told people to take drugs? I was just thinking about that. We haven't yet, but mostly just because we haven't found the perfect drug for PUBG. Yeah. I'll just tell y'all to experiment with drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. One of them might help. I don't know which. The perfect drug for PUBG is adrenaline, and your body already makes enough of it when you play. So mm-hmm. just uh, you know, just let your body do what it does, and yeah, you'll be good to go. Yeah, it's true. I think, I think that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I actually remember there was one day when we were still living together where you were working and you were taking a break from work and you were like, 
I was gonna make a cup of coffee, but I think I'm just gonna go and play some PUBG. It's basically gonna do the same thing. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, c- coffee, from what I understand, does two things. It creates adrenaline um, or releases adrenaline, and it also suppresses another neurotransmitter called adenosine, I believe, mm. um, which is just basically a sleepy chemical. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, fights the sleepy and gives you the kind of like adrenaline kick at the same time mm-hmm. so and PUBG does half of that at least mm-hmm. yeah and, and yeah just mm-hmm. probably releases a bunch of other chemicals too you know yeah all of those fuck you and your headshot chemicals <laughs> <laughs> those god damn it why did i lose to the last person chemicals yeah okay all right um, so yeah the basic bro writes in mm-hmm. And says it's been a slice, which maybe that's some Canadian, some Canadian slang I wasn't aware of. Mm-hmm. But it, it has been a slice, indeed, basic bro. All the way from being a listener to writing in to taking part in editing and hosting the Xbox Corner and being a guest on the show, I can't say thank you enough to both Arjuna and Robin for the opportunity to be part of one of the biggest battle royale podcasts. To end things off, Soko, Papa Bear, Ice Mac, Trekster, and myself, the Basic Bro, will be representing the Winona Clan and the upcoming NPL qualifiers for the official PUBG Esports League. Catch our first match at 5 p.m. Pacific, December 11th. I'll be streaming it with a 10-minute delay at twitch.tv forward slash thebasicbro. So, yeah, thanks, Basic Bro. You've just been stellar dude from day one, and you know, maybe contributed more overall to our podcast than any other single listener and community member. So just, you know, eternal thanks to you, basic bro. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that I, I gotta say, that's one thing that I'm proud of reflecting on this show that I really feel like we really opened up opportunities for our community members to get on the show you know, mm-hmm. I know that for some people, it's probably the first podcast they've ever been on. And mm-hmm. I just like, you know, and like the one heart and uh, also Griff Licious actually just wrote to me. Uh, both of them said that they're interested in continuing to make content for the show in one way or another. And I love to think the fact that maybe our discord or, you know, maybe our show might have actually encouraged other people to make content. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. I, I, I'm really happy about that. So yeah, absolutely. Know, just big shout out to our Xbox squad and uh, all of our guests, hosters who did come from our community and our Discord. I, you know, I really loved having all of you guys on the show. It always felt really special to me to have listeners mm-hmm. kind of become a part of the actual show. Yeah, yeah. And if there's any listeners out there who are thinking about producing a podcast version um basically taking me and arjuna spot talking about pc content um it sounds like that's still kind of an open thing right like mm-hmm. has anyone really stepped to the, up to the plate there well so uh i know i mean the one heart has expressed interest in continuing the show and he just put mm-hmm. a pc together so nice but it's yeah, so he's definitely going to be playing PUBG on the PC, but he's also an Xbox player. So in a way, he could right. be a really ideal person because he's 
got both got both perspectives right, right, going right. on good it's not a bad time to to start doing content on pc with the new snow map coming out um mm, that's right. going to offer some pretty good content for yeah. at least you know three weeks i would think um <laughs> So that's there's that. After that, you're on your own. But um, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we've covered a lot of things, but really, everyone's going to have their own take. Oh yeah, on the things that we've covered, and so oh yeah, you know, yeah, there's, there's a lot more out there. There's so many things mm-hmm. we didn't cover too. You know. So. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to finish it off with this last comment here. So Cowboy wrote in actually while we were recording, but I managed to see it and put it in here anyway. Cowboy said, I think what got me was how excited you guys were about PUBG. I was so excited about the game. It was awesome to hear you guys breaking it down and trying to help people improve. Can't thank you enough for all the hours of free entertainment and good insight. Mm. So thank you, Cowboy. That's awesome. And I think I think this is a good, actually, it's a good comment to end on because we really were excited about PUBG and mm-hmm. we're not so excited about it anymore. And mm-hmm. if I had to boil it down to why we're stopping this podcast, that would, in one sentence, that would be it. I'm just not as excited about it as I used to right, be. Right, right. I still like to play here and there. Yeah, I just can't yeah. commit a big chunk of my life to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to be fired up about something if you want to keep doing it. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I loved, I've really been stoked for this year that we've been making it. And... I am now excited to move on and do some different stuff. All right. What's next, man? Yeah. So what is next? All right. Well, first of all, I just wanted to say that there is one remaining PUBG podcast that I'm aware of that also happens to be a very dedicated and good podcast and that is Hot Drop. So we should like send them a chicken dinner shirt or something for being like the lone survivor. Seriously, I mean they dude, you're right. They get the chicken <laughs> dinner, man. They they position themselves. They got that AWM headshot. Uh-huh. They are the last standing. <laughs> that's that's funny I didn't think about that. Because, yeah, you know, Drop Zone, they stopped being as PUBG-centric, and then they stopped completely just a couple of weeks ago, apparently. Mm-hmm. So um, it's kind of a weird coincidence that, you know, of the big three PUBG podcasts, two of them are shutting it down in November. So, however, Hot Drop, as far as I know, is going strong, and they're a really good podcast, guys. They It's uh, Cody and Dano. They host it. They also have their buddy John, who helps them out a lot. And um, I, you know, I haven't listened to all of their shows recently, so maybe they've even got some more people on there, more stuff going on. Uh, interesting tidbit: I'm pretty sure that they also had Fran Ramsden on their show. So, Hot Drop did. Yeah, I think that's so weird. Yeah, what? I think I want to. I think <laughs> I want to go and listen to that episode. Wait, Just, how did they also? How did we get Fram Ramsden? I'm trying to remember now. He he Googled and found us. Oh, that makes sense then. Yeah. Because he would have Googled and found them too. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so yeah, guys, if you want to hear more of Fran Ramsden's thoughts on life and gaming and stuff, 
and performance, then go and yeah. look that episode up on Hot Drop. See, that guy's a badass. Yeah. Because yeah, he, he just, is. like, contacted all the people he thought could, like, get his name out there. Yeah. And, like, grow what he's trying to do. And he just did it. And, yeah. And here he is on two podcasts. I know. That could have mm-hmm. been you and me, man. Chaco and Shroud. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so that's my first tip. If you still want PUBG podcast content and there is one podcast still doing it, and that's Hot Drop. So, go look them up. So the next thing is that regarding our podcast and our community, like we've said, there are rumblings that it will continue. So, you know, just want to request that you don't unsubscribe yet. Give us a chance to get that ironed out. And I'm pretty sure that we will have some kind of additional content to push along your way. And if things go well, and if you guys remain engaged and you're supportive, then we could actually see a new era of the Winner Winner podcast coming up. And again, if you're listening to this and you think like, oh man, this could be my chance, I'm interested, you know, I would I'd be willing to record an episode or whatever, then put that out there on the Discord and we'll add you to the growing list of people who've expressed interest in doing that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Winner Winner is by no means dead just yet and it could be very much alive in the future. Mm-hmm. And then the final thing is that, you know, we would just like to encourage you guys again to tune in to our new show, which is the thing that we're kind of incubating right now. And yeah, we're both really excited about it. And I think, you know, we've, we've always kind of, st- I, I won't say struggled, but we've always felt this tension on this podcast between talking about all the other interesting shit that Robin and I like to talk about and talking about PUBG. And like we, we were just at a Thanksgiving celebration in which we just went deep into like artificial intelligence and kind of computer <laughs> technology. Uh, and I'm remembering this moment because you and I were probably 20 minutes into this conversation and we're like rolling up our sleeves. Literally, and someone else at the party who was just kind of an acquaintance i don't know her that well but she's just like wow like robin and her junior are just like talking really smart over there (laughs) (laughs) it's such a funny thing to say but it we were having let's just say a lively conversation about (laughs) um very various pressing themes (laughs) indeed themes relevant to our time (laughs) Mm mm-hmm so yeah, so this this is gonna keep going, and it's gonna happen on a new podcast, and we'd just really love to have you guys there to check it out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as I'm sure has been the case in the past, there will probably always be opportunities for community members to be involved and to get on the show and talk about things that you're really interested in. So this new show i'm very much intending to carry forward with the same core values of being entertaining and and thought provoking and hopefully attracting bringing along hopefully some of our existing cool community and also attracting new community of really nice people on the internet who just want to talk about stuff they're interested in and you know enjoy being nice and not toxic on the internet mhm so yeah, uh, this is this is what 
I am thinking about with this new show is that we're, yeah, we're probably going to drop our episode soon, like within a month, maybe. And we're going to post a short message on this RSS feed, just telling you guys where to go to find that. And we'll also be posting about it in our Discord. So just stay tuned, you know, if you're already plugged in or if you're listening to our show, just stay subscribed, stay tuned. We will let you know what's happening next. And we really hope that you'll choose to, you know, just give us a chance on our next venture and see whether it still interests you. Yeah, I would love it if if you guys came along. It sounds like some of our listeners are interested in hearing us blabber about other things, which is really heartening to hear. (laughs) (laughs) So... That's great. Well, I guess that means that we're about to sign off. So I just wanted to say just a final thank you from the bottom of my heart. You guys have been really amazing. You know, Robin and I were reflecting that I think a a big part of why we've kept doing this show for as long as we have is just that we really love you guys. We really enjoy Mm -hmm. making content for you. Mm -hmm. And I think if we hadn't had the quality of community that we'd had, I think we would have felt a lot less motivated to make the show. I I think we would have quit like four or five months ago. Yeah, totally. (laughs) If we didn't have so much support from everybody and and, and so much enthusiasm and energy from, from the listeners. And so... No, really a huge thanks. Um, you guys have definitely made it worth it. it. It wouldn't have been worth it at all without you guys involved, being involved and engaged. So thanks a lot. It's, it's really made it worthwhile and fun. So, hell yeah. All right. Well, for the last time in a, in a full kind of normal Winner Winner episode, this is going to be Arjuna signing off. All right. I'll see you guys out there. Robin out. Robin out.